How much do you think Players Club contributed to women wanting to be strippers and women not wanting to be strippers? I definitely think it made all the women who wanted to be strippers not want to be strippers. Because that movie is awful. Child, yeah. strippers getting raped, strippers fighting in the back. She paid for her education. Oh, is that how the movie ended? Uh, I don't think I've ever seen so. the end. I think so. <laughs> all I know is like the Trinity, make that money. Don't let the money make you. You, you know, do. I know just enough to stay black. Okay? <laughs> to keep my black card. I know just enough. Now, sometimes that's all you need, man. <laughs> to say that I sat through that entire film, I can't. It's a, it's a, it's a doozy. <laughs> <laughs> Been watching these Ice Cube movies, though. Bruh. Friday is a classic. That dude's an actor, bro. He's been in so many movies where he played the same guy. Mm -hmm. He's either a cop or not a cop. Mm -hmm. That is Ice Cube. (laughs) That's Ice Cube. The audacity. That's why I'm yelling from I'm afar. Projecting. <laughs> watch those droplets, though. Okay, I'm gonna watch <laughs> the droplets. Uh, how have you been doing? I've been pretty good. Yo, this um, this pandemic is crazy. So much is going. Yeah, so, much is. Is, so much is going on. <laughs> like every day, I'm just like, when they gonna try to make my black ass go back into the office? Because I also need to know when I'm about to quit. I you know wish these motherfuckers would, bro. I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm nervous because, you know, corporations, you know, in general, you know, they don't care about you. And so, right, um, right. I, every email I get, I'd be like, oh, okay, dang. You just bro, I done had several meetings that I gave up. What, what we got to do? Oh, okay. What's Nothing? going on? Okay. Yeah. They literally just extended us um, until May 15th, mm. which makes me very happy. Um, so yeah, that's, that's been me. I'm not sure of the exact date that they extended us to work from home because I'm not going back there no matter what they say. <laughs> I gotta know because I need to know what day I gotta turn in my two weeks. Hello. Because I can't go back. No, nah, it's impossible. One, if the pandemic cleared up tomorrow, I just can't go back. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed working from home too much. It's, 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 it's amazing. It really is. I took a nap today at like noon. My emails have been so much more pleasant. Like everyone knows like me and my manager, we do not get along. She'd be like, how are you? I'm like, how are you, bitch? <laughs> I saw you in the Zoom meeting. You're looking good, girl. <laughs> that is work from home, y'all. <laughs> Want to do it? Want to do right. it? How are Did you? you? some rest out here? I've been pretty good, man. Um, Like I said, begin rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, sleep schedule, wild, though. What schedule? Like, I'm pretty sure I'm getting like the eight hours and right. stuff over time. Maybe even like a nine on a good day. <laughs> but it'd be like, you know, spread apart. It don't be like, you know, 11 at night. To like seven in the morning or whatever. It'd right, be like, right. you know, in spurts here. Right, 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 right. Um, so pretty good. What else? Uh taking some classes. Oh, what are you taking? Uh, I think I told you last week about that um that Yale class. Yeah. About the one about like happiness and stuff. How's that going? It's going pretty good. I uh it had me so it was the first week. Okay. And I took I had to take an assessment of my current 
um, level of happiness. Okay, okay. And it helped me like um, basically rank like these twenty like the twenty four different traits mm-hmm. about um, and it told me like where like what I kind of prioritize versus what I you know prioritize prioritize like least mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. happiness. So uh, it's pretty interesting. That's dope. I feel like asking me. Like, how happy are you currently is a setup in a pandemic. Yeah. It's, I feel like that's a setup. I yeah. feel like, you know, please gauge this. When I, looked at, it, when I looked at it, I was like, I'm not that unhappy. Oh, well, I guess it is a lot of shit going on. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. What else been going on? Um, oh, so uh, you already know single in this pandemic, mm-hmm. quarantining mm-hmm. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been looking into um, getting a, uh, a best friend. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hurtful. Uh, what's that? <laughs> how's it? How's that been going? How's the? How's that been going? That, I mean, like, every nigga that thought they was your best friend right now is hurt. Okay. I meant um, <laughs> getting a dog. Getting a oh, oh okay. <laughs> Woo. Something that you know everybody just you know not everybody can just feel that role as of a, a man's best friend. That is factual. But yeah. a dog ease. Yeah, they just ease into that. Bitch. They just they be like, oh, you need somebody to uh, like act like they care about you for a little bit. I was made for this. Okay, <laughs> literally, I was bred <laughs> just for this purpose. <laughs> so, aren't you allergic to dogs? Yeah. How's that going? To, how's that going? That's the. What, that's why it's a foster <laughs> and, and not an adoption. <laughs> so, where are you in the process? Um, so I took a couple of a, um, I had like a like a couple phone interviews. I you know filled out the pro- the application. Okay. So I'm waiting on to hear back from the adoption agency or like the foster, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. the dog people, and um, they're gonna like contact me and like connect me to like the private group, and um, then I guess just keep going. This shit is like hella legit. Yeah, like they have like a whole process. Like there's a woman that kind of like they do like a in-home visit and like a virtual to see like mm-hmm. where you're going to have the dog mm-hmm. and make sure you're not going to have around you know other dogs you know if you are they didn't want to like you know quarantine for a right, while right, right. you know because you know that's the whole thing do but, they ask you questions mm-hmm. like are you related to michael vick uh they did not because i feel like that's important that's also racist <laughs> <laughs> that man did his time and he's been a champion for the animal community okay now <laughs> Other than that, man, you know, virtual meetings and oh, uh, I took a wine class, like virtually. Virtually, did they send you the wine? No, 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 no. So um, <laughs> I was like, sign me up. <laughs> no, I just um, what did I do? I oh, there's a virtual class, mm-hmm. and so they just said, you know, bring whatever bottle of wine you want to drink, and okay. then you know, we'll just, just talk about things. That's cool. Yeah, it is cool. We had it uh, over Zoom. Um, which is which is pretty interesting. That's going to lead us into starting our podcast. What's going on with Zoom? <clears throat> What's going on with Zoom is yes. Uh, there was a Zoom meeting, um, and there's this thing called Zoom bombing. Zoom bombing. Zoom bombing. Okay. Um, I was on the, uh, the the virtual class for wine. Okay. Okay. And imagine the setup. You know, we're you know, there's this guy there. We're all you know, got our faces in there. You know, he's talking about you know the skin of the grape. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what makes a red wine versus a white wine. Okay. And I learned that that's what actually matters is, you know, whether the skin was, you know, in the uh, juicing process mm-hmm. or was out. Who knew? <laughs> all of a sudden, there uh, was, you know, you can share your screen mm-hmm. on Zoom. All of a sudden, there was uh, gay porn splattered across everybody's screen during this. <laughs> and where do you sign up for this class? With the, <laughs> 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 With the audio... 
that said, I hate N-words, I hate N-words. What the uh, fuck? While, like, the porn was just playing on everybody, and so... They had Racist like, gay porn? Yes. So it's this thing that's going on that these days with the uh, the Zoom meetings. Because, like, the URLs are just public. Right, right, right. People, uh, like, you know, jackasses are just joining these calls and putting up, um, uh, and, like, basically, like, Zooming them and, like, sharing their screen with the gay porn on there. People are purposefully, yes. like, bombing, I guess, like, par- yes. party crashing. Yeah. These things, but they're only using gay porn as their weapon. Gay porn and the ra- the racist audio back tone. Let me tell you something, black gays, we just can't win. We just can't win out here. <laughs> so, but the, the the funny part was there wasn't even like black dudes in the gay porn. It was just I hate n words and then white gay porn. I'm like, bro, what? <laughs> What's happening? What message are y'all what, trying to what send? What are you doing? <laughs> this was not coordinated well at all. There's no consistency with your because, message because most racists are what stupid. <laughs> But um, that's hilarious. So it's happening like a lot, like uh, apparently, like I didn't know this when I had the meeting. I can't wait for my next Zoom call. <laughs> I'm gonna be like fingers crossed, like please, gay porn. So um, at work, they blocked all Zoom calls because of this. Wow. Like you know, nobody can use Zoom. You know, just like you know, something with a password. Right, 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 right. And um, but also, um, this happened to a gentleman called uh, named um, Dennis. Mm, yeah, Dennis Johnson. Actually. Dennis Johnson. What's up, DJ? So Dennis Johnson um, is a black man. He was um, defending his dissertation, and no, he wasn't. Yes, he was. <laughs> he was defending his dissertation um, over a Zoom meeting, uh, and I don't know what his dissertation was about, <laughs> but I'm definitely gonna look that up. Gotta see it now. Well, all of a sudden, uh, gay porn and racist slurs start coming across the, the the virtual Zoom meeting while he's defending his dissertation to become a doctor. Yo, <laughs> and. And now today his name is uh, Dr. Dennis Johnson because he was able to defend it in spite, in spite. of that craziness going on. Well, shout out to Dr. Uh, Dennis Johnson because one, anyone that has a doctorate knows that shit ain't easy. I've been to grad school three times. I don't even have a master's. Okay. It's not easy, but um, that's crazy. If I was on the panel, I'd be like, is this part of his presentation? <laughs> like, is this, is this like a scenario that's happening? That's crazy. Yeah. Well, shout out to Dr. Johnson. Hey, man. Uh, shout out to kind of everybody that's, you know, um, when it comes to this pandemic and, you know, still, mm-hmm. you know, taking your classes and um, kind of adjusting mm-hmm. to the, the world's uh, struggles these days. Facts. Um, the people that, you know, were destined, that were kind of on schedule to graduate, you mm-hmm. know, to become, you know, medical doctors, PhDs, mm-hmm. you know, complete your master's and, you know, all these people that just... Even get your bachelor's. Even get your bachelor's. Mm-hmm. Even, you know, uh, graduating high school yep. even. Yep. Because all these people are not going to be able to have those graduations that everybody kind of you know, was thinking about and dreaming of mm-hmm. um, once they passed those classes. Speaking of that, just really quickly, so for those of you that don't know, I used to work for an education tech nonprofit, coaching um, underrepresented minority college students, and a lot of them would be graduating in May. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, I know some of y'all listen to this, I'd be saying a lot of foul shit, and I'd be meaning it. However, mm-hmm. I'm super proud of you guys. I know this has not been easy. Um, so congratulations, even though, you know, you may not get to graduate, like walk across that stage, which yeah. sucks because it's hard for a lot of people. Yeah, most yeah. definitely. And, you know, a lot of people might have like taken that as like a celebratory, you know, kind of last step. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, you know, you walk across, you mm-hmm. shake the person's hand. But, you know, we, we can't have that right now. But, you know, the idea is that, you know, we are still all acknowledging you and right, right. your, you know, goals have still come to fruition and you're going to accomplish so many more things. You know what we should give uh, Dr. Johnson? What's that? A B award. Oh, you know what? He, yeah. 
Hey, if you get a doctorate online in spite of that, bro, mm-hmm. I think you deserve it. With gay porn, like, happening in the background and racial slurs. Like, when I tell you, I just would have been so confused. Bro, I almost failed out of that wine class last <laughs> night when that shit happened. I was like, excuse me? What kind of wine does this? <laughs> no. No, thank you. That is crazy. Yeah. All right. So, uh, if, if you have uh, had one of these experiences, please DM me. I would love to hear about your Zoom bombing. I cannot. I couldn't believe it happened. That's and then, crazy. The funniest part was everybody just tried to go back to learn about wine. Well, like that shit didn't happen. It's too late. It's too late. Okay. I'm logging off. Okay. Wow. Um, let What's me see next? what we got going on. Um, so we've been at the house. Yes. And a lot of time during the house, you know, work from home, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching things on television or mm-hmm. the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got. I think you know we're just gonna have. A real news segment. I love real news. Real mother news. Real motherfucking news. Um, you have you been watching anything pretty good out there? Yes, I've been watching more TV than I've ever watched in my life. Entire life. Entire life. Um, so for those of you that don't know, uh, Kenya Barris, who wrote Blackish, she has a new uh, series on Netflix called Black AF. Um, it's hilarious. It's like super funny. It's unapologetic. It's also very informative. Um, I think it's a really interesting peek into how like. Black people that are, like, successful sometimes lose their way in their success. Um, and then kind of, like, trying to, like, figure out, like, how to, like, stay connected to, like, your black roots with all while also, like, navigating white spaces. This is the Black AF show? Yeah, this is the Black AF show. It's really funny. It's, uh, it's loosely based on his real life. It's him and his family. Um, he really has six kids in real life. And mm-hmm. so he has six kids on the show. And you and, finished um, the show, right? Yeah, I finished it. I finished it last week. Um, very funny. So if y'all need really? something. Yes. Interesting because a lot of the people I've heard talk about the show say it's not interesting, and it's one a copy of Blackish, mm-hmm. um, two not funny because like the characters don't really like connect to the black culture because mm-hmm. I've heard, this is you know third person, mm-hmm. but people are saying that you know um, it's a copy of Blackish, which you know same person wrote it, so mm-hmm. I get it. Um, it's just like a different you know right 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 perspective. I, I would guess. say it's a more like raunchy. Mm. Foul mouth, blackish. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. So, um, so it's interesting to hear that you say, you know, it was you said really funny. Yeah, no, I, I think it was, but a lot of it, it's more informative. They talk. Every episode is titled after slavery, like slavery. This is because slavery. This also is because of slavery. And they have like different snippets where like they talk about like black history moments. And I think the point of the show, because what you're saying is factual, like the characters aren't supposed to be super relatable. Okay, they're supposed to be people that are living like, very privileged lives that parody white people. Okay. And how he's had an awakening, like, this is actually kind of problematic. Like, what mm-hmm. have I been doing? Gotcha, gotcha. And so, I think that's kind of the point of the show. So, yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Interesting. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to check it out. Uh, sure. At least a couple know. of the episodes. Yeah, yeah, But, like, a couple of people are like, yeah, I'm on episode two, and I'm like, just not, it's and not, not Literally, everyone I talked to that said I couldn't get past episode two, and I was like, you have to get past episode uh, two. Okay. So much more happens. All right. But, yeah, I could definitely see that if you've only seen the first two episodes. Alright, not me. I'm just yeah, yeah, no, the people that... Yeah. Um, uh, have you... I haven't watched this other show, um, uh, but everybody's talking about Little Fires Everywhere I'm with Carrie Washington's facial expressions. <laughs> the lip quiver. <laughs> Who knew I missed her lip quiver from Scandal so much? <laughs> um, yeah, I finished it yesterday. Okay. Yeah, the season finale came out, I think, two days ago. What's the show about on a higher level? Higher I, level. All I hear about it is... I know you talked about it before in the mm-hmm. show... But now that you finished it, you can kind of look at it, you know, in like a holistic, you know, way and kind of give like a good, like the show 
in its essence is about the show in its essence is about secrets mm-hmm. and why we keep them and relationships that are familial and also interracial. That's really like what the show is about. Okay. Um, it's a limited series, so there. This is it. It's only I think eight episodes. Oh, okay. Um, and it was a very interesting look into like it's on Hulu, right? It's on Hulu into like because it's set in the nineties. Mm. Um, it kind of starts in the seventies and like works its way to the nineties. There's like flashbacks. Okay. Um, and it just talks about like this one woman's story, well, these two women's stories, and how they become intertwined in each other's lives and the destruction. Like the little fires everywhere that break ah, out. Ah, I see what yes. you did there. All right. Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you guys should check it out. It was amazing. All right. I'm going to check that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might be wondering, what the hell has Jamie been watching? <laughs> what have you been watching? Uh, I don't know if I told you. I've been watching The West Wing. Okay. Have you seen that show? I No, I, I might have seen one episode back in the day, but I've not really watched yeah, it. Yeah, not to be confused with West World, because that's what, you know, gotcha. I got confused as a gotcha, couple gotcha. times. Uh, but West Wing... Is about uh, the presidency, you know, from like the nineties. Okay. Um, Martin Sheen is the is the president. Hey Martin. Uh, oh, so you know the black guy from Psych? Yes. You do. Yes, because he was on Styling Hollywood. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. so he, I think he got his uh, start in this show, The West Wing, and um, as like the president's like um, like uh, secretary, not secretary, but like assistant. So is this show like Scandal, but more serious? Mm, no, it's like what the presidency would be if we had competent administration. Oh, gotcha. It's like watching the Obamas. Yeah. yeah gotcha, yeah, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Now I want to see it. Yeah, it's a pretty good show. Uh, I'm enjoying it. Out. Uh, I love like the um, the dialogue. Uh, Aaron Sorkin, um, who's a um, kind of a like renowned writer, you know, mm-hmm. specifically for this show. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw his masterclass like a while ago. Mm-hmm. But um, his, but his, the dialogue and like the, the you know, how the characters are, you know, the pacing of it mm-hmm. and some of the things I, like, enjoy the most about mm-hmm. it. So I'm going to check it out. Yeah. West Wing. I enjoy some, like, political satire. So, is it, like, a drama? It's not a comedy. Uh, it's kind of a comedy. It's a comedy. Okay. It's like, it's like a, dra- it's like a dr- dramedy. Okay. <laughs> Come on, dramedy. 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 <laughs> Speaking of dramedy. <laughs> What's going on? Issa Rae. Oh, my God. Insecure. The love of my life. I caught that episode this past week. The, the, the latest one? The latest one. What'd you think? You know, what is, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's an, it's an, it was an insecure episode. <laughs> it was Those an insecure thoughts. episode. Um, I haven't like, you know, I, I've like been in and out of okay. the insecure series, mm-hmm. but I think from the, you know, this episode, I kind of pretty much like one track, uh, a lot of interesting stuff in that episode with mm-hmm. him and what's the new woman's name? Condola. Condola. Mm-hmm. Um, what What are your thoughts about it? Since you've been kind of been keeping up with them. Yeah, I'm a anyone that I'm a super fan of Insecure. I love the series. Um, I think honestly, when people refuse to communicate like clearly, when people are not honest like about how they're really feeling, it just gets messy. And I think that's just like in any kind of situation. And so in episode two, we see that like everyone knows now that Issa knows that Condola's been dating Lawrence and her and Condola are still working together to pull off this block party. And um, they seem to be working with it like very cool. Like her and Issa seem to be like really cool. Like they're trying to work through it. They're trying to make it not awkward, Um, which I think is very mature. Um, Lawrence, on the other hand, he is not feeling... You know, Condola and Issa being I mean, friends, which is understandable. Like, okay, I don't, I don't right. know. I want to make sure it was understandable. No, no, no. That's definitely understandable. Okay. Like, I, if I was dating a dude and then, you know, I found out that he, you know, was planning a fucking function with my ex, I'd be like, 
Nah, nigga. Especially like knowing the history that Easter and Lawrence have, like it was not the cleanest break. Exactly, exactly. And so, yeah, but I just wish Lawrence would have been more honest about his feelings instead of going behind Condola's black after she was like, I know you're uncomfortable, just tell me how you feel. Because to be honest, I would have been like from jump, I'd have been like, I don't really I'm not comfortable with you working with her. Mm-hmm. And just say how you feel. And mm-hmm. then even if she y'all talk about it, y'all disagree, at least she knows how you feel. She's like, Okay, you're uncomfortable with me talking to Easter. No, it's fine. And she's like, I can tell you I'm purple. Like she just she was gave you the opportunity to be honest. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, No, no, it's it's cool. Yeah. But I mean, I think he talked about it in that episode where he said, you know, if he does say something, mm-hmm. then you know, it looks like it bothers him. Mm-hmm. Which it clearly does, right? Yeah. And so he should say something about mm-hmm. it. Um But I think, you know, there's probably, you know, him trying to figure out like if if he does show that he's bothered by it, you know, um, what level, like, you know, how would that affect, you know, their whole thing? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think it has to. Him and Condola's thing is very new. Her even friendship, and I use the air quotes because you don't know Issa like that. They're not really friends. They're like, cool. Mm-hmm. They work together. They could become friends. Like, neither one of y'all have to be that invested in Issa. And like, y'all, if you, and, and this is definitely a lot of unnecessary content. It's unnecessary. He definitely should not have gone over there. Oh, hell no. He, but I mean, you know, I think we've all made that trip before. Never. You've never made that. No. I've never checked an ex about someone I'm currently dating. Well, I mean, not that trip. I don't mean, like, that specific thing. Oh, okay, okay. But just made, like, a, probably maybe, like, an ill-advised trip over there to have a discussion. Factual. Yep, I, I did it. And it ended in sirens. <laughs> so I won't do it again. I don't, don't want to ask any more questions. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. But, speaking of that, I do have a question. So, I watched the episode. Me and my homegirl were having a conversation after it. And she was talking about how she doesn't always feel that, like, black men hold their black male friends accountable like they should. Okay. Um, and I was like, that's actually a really interesting concept. Okay. And so, I want to talk about my brother's keeper. Because I know that used to be a very popular term. I don't really hear people say it a lot anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, black men holding each other accountable. All right. So, my sense. first question. Okay. Do you think black men hold each other accountable? Um, yes. Okay. When it comes to why you believe Michael Jordan is the greatest athlete <laughs> that ever played NBA, what, you know, people have to back up their facts. Right, they have right, to right, say right. that, for example. Right, right, right. Um, also, there's a, I don't know if you caught that there's a uh, Michael Jordan documentary. You say. But anyway. I did hear about that. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, um, but do I think black men hold each other accountable? Um, I think there are groups of black men that hold the group that they are in accountable. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know. In that group, there's like um, people are like di- in different bands to where you know they'll allow certain people to get away with things. I'm mm-hmm. um, kind of in like the same way how you know you know as a child or something you know you might be able to you know certain people were you know hanging around the gangs and doing like foul shit mm-hmm. and then some people weren't allowed to like do that kind of right, thing. Right, 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 so right. I think it's kind of in that kind of situation. So depending on which group you know um, men find themselves in they may find themselves in a group that allow them to do some fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. I do think a lot of it has to do with like the people you hang around with. I do also think like it depends on how big the group is. I think in smaller settings, I think it might be easier for you to hold like your homeboy accountable if it's not right. like, other people there. Right. I think sometimes like straight bad men specifically, I'll say feel like the the pressures of like the heteronormative yeah. like stuff. Most definitely. What I will say is black gay men because a lot of it is a competition because we both men, we also like men. And so like there is like 
uh, underground like competitiveness mm. in like some of those like situations. And so sometimes you just are too honest. Mm-hmm. Which are, sometimes you know people call it caddy. Right, like right. you just you we too accountable at this right, point. Right. It's unnecessary. Mm-hmm. But I do think, for example, like so I have some friends. I know one of the friends in particular. Um, he did some really foul stuff like to his um, wife and their children. Um, I also know because like I'm not that cool with this particular person, but I'm cool with like a lot of the other people, you know, that know him. And so I had just like asked him for like, hey, like, have y'all ever talked to him about mm-hmm. this kind of stuff? Especially because like these friends, they're also married mm-hmm. and some of them have kids. And like, I know like they have a good head on their shoulders. They know what's yes. right, what's wrong. Yes. And they have like, so when I asked about it, they were like, yeah, that's not cool. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Privately condemning. And I'm like, but have y'all said, said that to, to this person? And they're all like, oh, no, no, I don't. I said it. And I'm like, okay, okay, no. Y'all not being your brother's keeper. Like, I kind of feel like sometimes we have a really bad habit. And I know it's hard. I know it's really hard, you know, because we have those sayings like, you know, a lot of black people, the home business, don't be telling people our business. Mm-hmm. And But then we also say shit like it takes a village. Mm-hmm. Which is it? That's fair. Which is it? Like, and I think sometimes like a lot of the, and I'm using air quotes, I know y'all can see it, bad behavior um, that a lot of people like do, a lot of us do not agree with it, but we don't say anything. That's true too. And I just don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's tough and I don't think it's easy. I definitely, if you're listening to this, I would challenge you. Like if you really care about your friend, that's your homeboy. Cause a lot of us say like friend, homeboy, that's my nigga real loosely. If you are invested in these friendships and you really care about these people, you don't have to like come down on them, but check in like, Hey. I noticed this. Yeah. What's going on with you? Yeah. This don't look good in the streets. And this is not behavior that I would even do to my particular situation. Like, I respect my wife. I respect mm-hmm. my kids. Yo, what's going on? What do you think that, like, difficult to, ha- like, that difficulty to have that conversation with each other, like, comes from? Because, you know. I think it's toxic masculinity. I think, I think black, ooh, okay. Yeah. So, I think, because I think black people, like, will have, you know, um, a conversation, like, a you know, vulnerable conversation about mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to, you know, direct, hey, you're doing X, mm-hmm. do better. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes there's like friction or like people not wanting to hear about themselves. Mm-hmm. I think it's tough. I think a lot of us have a history of like, you know, racism did this to us and slavery did this to us, which all that shit is true. Mm-hmm. It's all true and it's valid. However, there also comes a point where you have to look in the mirror and take some responsibility for your part, like in like the madness. Like we were also talking about like, you know, Mass incarceration. Like, we all know, like, statistically, black men are targeted and incarcerated at much higher rates. But also, did nobody force you to sell those drugs? True. Uh, mm, okay. True. No, it's, it's, that, that's just what it is. Like, and I get it, like, if you needed the money, I'm not saying, like, there aren't other reasons. I get reasoning. However, when you do something, there are Mm -hmm. consequences. Most definitely. That's just what it is. Yeah. And you can't act like, oh, I don't deserve these consequences because of the, no, Mm -hmm. no, no. That is what it like, and that's what a lot of men, I think, use as like, you know, um, the reasoning why, you know, when it comes to them trying to explain themselves out of that situation. Mm-hmm. So later on, if it's like, oh man, um, you know, for example, guy could have been cheating on his other, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, later on, the guy's like, oh yeah, well, you just know the pressures of this and I got this going on and that and you just don't understand. It's just always trying to reach for reasoning mm-hmm. instead of just... Um, focusing on the individual decisions that that person made mm-hmm. and um, the things that they did that, you know, they can do to, you know, become right, better right, on, right, the, on, the, right. on the back end. Right, and I totally agree with that. And I think another big issue is black men are giving shit when they show that they care about something. 
Mm. Even like, remember when you little, you like like a girl, or for me, like a boy, and then like you're like, oh yeah, like you give her something, your homeboy's like, oh, you be a song, you see, blah blah. It's like clowning you, or even if like you like care about something real different, like oh that's not cool. Like, oh man, you being a bitch, or blah blah, blah or stop being a hater, yeah. or like you bringing the mood down, like hey bro, don't you gotta like if y'all out and yo, you know your, your your man got a girl and you see him doing some stuff with another chick, mm-hmm. you don't say anything to him. Yeah, people see something like that, and they'd be like, like. And it's and I, I just kind of I, I wish like maybe like we could just hold pe- ourselves just a little bit more mm-hmm. accountable because like if you yourself do not prescribe to some of those behaviors but you're not saying anything you're yeah. slick cosine yeah most definitely mm-hmm. and I think also we need to like reward some of the the good behavior yes. you, know, you know what I mean yes reinforce um, that exactly yes. because like there's sometimes when some of my married friends will do something that's you know for their wife mm-hmm. or um um you know yeah just for yeah for the wife or their mm-hmm. family or something mm-hmm. and like you know years ago I could hear an echo of like oh man you care about your girl how da, 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 da. right and now I'm like yo that's really dope that it's you like dope. decided to go get your wife like some ice cream or something like that mm-hmm. you know um and it's just it shows like that like that growth that I don't think like people you know, give um, the benefit to those like you know positive moments mm-hmm, also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I agree. And and to, and another thing, you can't grow without pressure. Mm. You know, pressure makes diamonds. Mm. A lot of you niggas gonna be cold because your friends ain't putting no pressure on you, and that's the truth. Iron sharpens iron. A lot of y'all dull. Okay. <laughs> um, speaking of dull, <laughs> what's next? Um, this is not gonna relate to dull at all. Okay. Uh, so, you know, t- from time to time, you know, as we talk about, you know, people not doing the right thing, you know, sometimes um, those people keep, you know, secrets from each other mm-hmm. uh, to like kind of hide that, you know, some of their dirt, mm-hmm. you know, that they're like keeping away. Um, so even like when it comes to like friendships, it's kind of like it, it reminded me in the um, in the Insecure episode mm-hmm. at, you know, towards the end when um, the Asian guy had called her back mm-hmm. um, and was Call like, back. Called Molly back mm-hmm. and was like, "Hey, and but Molly didn't tell Issa. Hey, by the way, you were wrong. Right? He's actually like, you know, decided to opening up to, to open up because after, I pushed him because I pushed mm-hmm. him and I gave him that pressure, etc. So with that being said, um, I think this is a great time to think about like, you know, where does like the idea of keeping you know some secrets um, come from? You know, just just a very like the first thought when you ask that judgment. Mm-hmm. I think. A lot of us put so many conditions on love and acceptance, whether we're doing it consciously or unconsciously. Like, you know, growing up, I remember like when I didn't want to come out Mm -hmm. because I would hear people around me like whether you ever said to me like you better not come out or I'm going to disown you or didn't say it like you would say things like, you know, that's gay. Right. Or that ain't cool. Like you just kind of hear, you know, if mm-hmm. someone's going to be cool with something yep. or not, whether yep. they say it all the time blatantly or it's unconscious. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of us are afraid of like one, losing people being judged and feeling like if I don't meet this one condition, you know, then I'm not, I'm not worthy of like this acceptance, this love right, right, that right. I'm giving that I want because mm-hmm. you know, as that, humans, that access to, yes. to that, to that environment. Yes. Yeah. Cause we need that. We need validation. We need love. And I know like a lot of people are not maybe as honest or like keep secrets because they're afraid. Like if I share this, you know, I'm going to lose this other thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's interesting cause I'm thinking about that and also in relation to the insecure episode about how, um, like Molly chose not to share that with mm-hmm. uh, with Issa. I saw that as more of like a 
like a like a um, like a self preservation thing mm-hmm. because I feel like she noticed like you know what Issa isn't caring for her enough that um, isn't like being like she's she's kind of projecting some of her emotions first of all mm-hmm. and then she is saying like hey you know maybe you're just you know being this as opposed to you know I don't think Molly felt like Issa had her best interest at heart she didn't feel supported she didn't feel moment. supported. She right, didn't feel right. like you know she you know she was a person where she could be vulnerable mm-hmm. with, and I think that's another reason why some people keep secrets is you know sometimes people don't like you know um, make each other feel comfortable you know because of whatever reason maybe, right right you know, right um, to where that they feel like they have to uh, have those secrets right right no definitely like whether that's like family pressure friend pressure societal pressure like it's hard for a lot of people to like be their authentic selves and you know I if you out there and you hold on to a secret. And you really want to release that shit, I would encourage you to do so. Um, mainly because that'll get some weight off of you. But you would be surprised what the truth mm. can do for the relationships that you are afraid to be truthful in. I, I think it'll make it easier to be yourself too. You yes. know, like it's already hard enough to be ourselves on a daily basis mm-hmm. because of all the, you know, um, things telling us that we're not enough, right? Mm-hmm. But also to put this other pressure on, um, a, on like, for a person to put this other pressure on themselves to also like put like a costume like oh also I'm hiding a secret you know it's like it's just like more work right, 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 to right, have right. to go out in the public or even you know virtually right on, on Zoom and, on, and on, <laughs> on Zoom and on the flip side of that like if you're afraid to tell someone something because you think you're gonna lose them and I'm not talking about like if maybe it's like something you did like cheating like if you are afraid to like tell something reveal something because you're afraid that someone's gonna judge you or like take like them away from you that might not be a person that really has your back or isn't like has your best interest anyway so you know go ahead rip that band-aid off see what happens exactly um that also kind of like like reminds me of like earlier on i think maybe like when i was uh, when i first moved to georgia so went to school in chicago you know black catholic school then went to a um black public school in uh, in Albany, Georgia, mm-hmm. South Georgia, um, and then some. I was talking to some of the students, and then one of them was like, "Hey, man, why do you uh, why do you talk white?" Mm-hmm. And it kind of like this conversation like reminds me of that because mm-hmm. it brings up how some people not, might not feel um, like just comfortable because there's sometimes these gatekeepers to to blackness, yes, and where Say people it. people feel like you know um, you know you are or you're not black if you know you meet these requirements, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, who said you were? The, the the yes you are yes you are not black situation right 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 and like we know that being black is not a monolithic experience like not all black people are like there are like cultural trends that like string us together that make up our culture but like there is no like one thing and I think it just it's just a way to like in a sense like make yourself feel better like more superior like I'm more black than you right. because of X Y Z because we all know that shit changes like the shit that made you black mm-hmm. like. For, like 200 years ago is not the same shit that makes you black now. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think about the conversation when we were talking about um, black reparations mm-hmm. um, and how, you know, the different um, black groups, whether it be, or different associated black groups like the Caribbean or, um, you know, countries from Africa, mm-hmm. etc., and how um, while they don't have that, you know, trauma of slavery, you know, they're still black. You know, they still have the same... Um, they, not the same, but they still have a version yes. of uh, blackness that they experience mm-hmm. and traumas that they go through. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just different from someone who was, you know, 
uh, a descendant of slavery. Right, 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 right. And and I just and I really want to say this. I want to make this clear. If you are black, you black, and your experiences are valid. If you whatever your experiences are, those are valid. The only experiences that I don't fuck with are people who are anti-black. If you're a black person that likes to look down on other black people or like condemn them because like you know, oh, I'm African, so I'm real black, or I'm Caribbean, so I'm I'm more this, or like, oh, I'm black with money, so like poor black people. They I'm not I mean, here for anything that's anti-black. I am one sixteenth um, Indian, so okay, uh, and I don't mean Native American. I mean real Indian, like from India. Yeah, hmm. <laughs> I can kind of see it in your earlobe. <laughs> I kind of see it now. Now that you, now that you bring it up, I see it. But yeah, like I just feel like you know, if you are black, like you are welcome. That's just that's just me. Like you open arms, like you can't say I love us and then disparage certain kinds. Of like black people because of where they're from or what they have or what they don't have exactly or like whatever like mm-hmm. lineage you what, think they should have whether it be like light skin dark skin you know what yes. what movie they seen whether or not they can they can play spades or not dance like black people are more than just your experience as a black person yep 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 you know um, people have you know black people have you know um, grown up in this you know suburbs mm-hmm. and black people have grown up in the hood also mm-hmm. so there's always like this you know this competition of you know blackness also is just uh, on Twitter the other day, I was talk, talking about calling it uh, toxic blackness. Mm, I like that. Yeah. Come on, you better coin a term. Trying to, man. Toxic blackness. Toxic blackness. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, speaking of toxic. Yes. There is a pandemic going on outside. Oh, my God. I guess we do got to talk about it. You know, you know, we, we said we was going to have the Corona Chronicles. We got to bring the Corona Chronicles. I feel like she earned it. At least. She out here showing her ass. Okay. <laughs> So what's new in the Corona Chronicles? So you know we're a, uh, a Georgia-based podcast. We are, and um, Atlanta to be specific. Atlanta to be specific. Uh, but uh, our governor, Governor Kemp, not my governor, not my governor, Stacy, <laughs> Stacy, Stacy, help! Um, <laughs> please, uh, Governor Kemp um, has announced that the um, there are some businesses will be allowed to open. Uh, such as nail salons, barbershops, gyms, bowling alleys, bowling alleys, which is some of the most disgusting mm-hmm. environment that putting your hand in a bo- in a mm-hmm. bowling ball mm-hmm. where somebody else just had their hand in, and then eating like chicken tenders with the nacho cheese and this jalapeno pepper juice everywhere. You were traumatized at a bowling alley. I had to go to bow- bowling alley all the time. <laughs> like my, my brother would maybe like, hey, meet me at the bowling alley. I'm like, all right, and they would just have to wait there. I wasn't even bowling. I would just be there. You're like, I hate it here. <laughs> Yo, let me bowl. <laughs> even gyms. When I heard that gyms are going to be opening, I said that is fucking crazy. You somewhere where people perspire, you know they will be cleaning their equipment off. They don't people use it. They don't like that. Is I'm telling you, like they do not care about us. And it's crazy. Like the craziest thing. So because so this comes from um, the uh, the Republicans or basically just Donald Trump telling you know the country like, hey, we need to start opening the country right, up soon right. because the economy and you know people are. Not having, I'm not paying no more two hundred, twelve hundred dollars stimulus checks. Right. Basically, what it's coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but Donald Trump was like, "Whoa, they opening Friday? That's that's a little early, if you ask me. I wouldn't do it myself, but the governor got to do what he feels like is best." Which is so crazy, because nigga, you wanted it open by Easter. This was your idea. Like <laughs> this is classic, like the fall guy and camp. You know, the same nigga that didn't know asymptomatic people could pass stuff along two weeks ago. When Donald Trump saw that, he was like, "Yes." <laughs> 
bring him to the White House. I got one. <laughs> I got a fall guy. Like, you're an idiot. He's yeah. obviously not very intelligent. We all know that he did not win, like, this the most fair. But, like, honestly, at the end of the day, and this is how I feel, when you are in a position of power and you have taken that oath, it is your duty and responsibility to look out for all mm-hmm. the people that you're presiding over. And if you cannot yeah. do that, sir, get the fuck out of the position. And that, and not just your voters, like all the people all. that you're like caring about. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing that the West Wing has told me. Okay, come on, West Wing. It's a great show, man. Gems. <laughs> um, so yeah, fuck camp. Yeah, fuck camp, man. Yeah, just in case I wouldn't say it. Fuck you. <laughs> he, he's wilding, bro. I even looked up uh, the the requirements to be a governor. You ain't going to believe what the requirements to be a governor are. It's what? like three. Um, <laughs> you got to be 30 years old. Okay. You had to have lived in Georgia for like six years. Okay. Uh, and you had to be, you got to be a United States citizen for like 15 years. Oh, nigga, I'm running. <laughs> Let's go. My, my platform's going to be anything's better than Kemp. Anything's better than That's Kemp, That's going to be my sign. I'm, I'm, I'm already overqualified. Stimulus for everybody. <laughs> Work from home forever. Like, forever. Bruh. Um, let's see what else we got here. Um, oh, some more Corona Chronicles for you. What's going on? Um, so, as the conversation about opening up the country, mm-hmm. a lot of the less intelligent followers mm-hmm. of that rhetoric mm-hmm. um, is, is has been going out and protesting. Mm-hmm. and They've been sh- taken to the streets. Being present when everybody's supposed to stay there as at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, there was a like a group of moms and their children. Oh. Yeah, they were at the park <laughs> having a great time, uh-huh. and um, the police came because we're supposed to be at home, and the park is closed, obviously. Okay. So this mom, uh, I'm not going to tell you which color, uh, which race she was. Okay. Uh, Let me see if I can guess. Go ahead, tell me the story. She uh, was upset that she couldn't, her and her kids couldn't play at the park. She's white, <laughs> and she was saying that it was unconstitutional, hmm. and um, that she pays the taxes, and you know him as a cop. He should understand, like, does he think that this law is unconstitutional? He's like, man, whatever problem you have, take it up with the mayor. I'm just enforcing the law. I don't want to have to arrest you. Arrest me? I wish you would arrest me. And then, de- she definitely white. And he arrested her. Not only is she white, her name is definitely Karen. <laughs> definitely Karen. Let me tell you what you ain't never hear a nigga say, arrest me? Never, bro. What? <laughs> Ten, don't, don't get a police a reason. For, as soon as I hear the sirens, I'm out. Okay, y'all gonna turn around, I'm gone. Okay, me and the kids in the car. He was like, ma'am, please don't get mad at me. I'm not, and so he had to call a supervisor over and then they arrested her. And then all of a sudden, all the moms, the, the camera pans, it's like 30 moms out there. Bro. Out of control. So many people. Out of so control. much, like, disrespect for, like, the purpose of what we're all mm-hmm. trying to do while social staying dis- at home and mm-hmm. social distancing and stuff, etc. Um, and, like, I just kind of wanted to have a conversation about, like, what a lot of this conversation is. Like, Brian Kemp opening up the country again, or, uh, I'm sorry, opening up the state again, is also about... Them like people not wanting to pay like the unemployment right. checks, you know what I mean? Right. Because there's so much like, but if you're able to go to work and people just don't come, then you just you don't get assistance. You just don't get assistance. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's less money that they have to pay. Yeah, you know they like that party always looks at things from like a numbers and data perspective mm-hmm. and and not looking at you know the quality of life. But not even like yes, numbers and data, but also who is going mm-hmm. to be affected and who's not. Yeah, historically. Yeah. Okay, Republicans, y'all used to be the party of the people. Okay, you done lost your way. So they say. Look, you done lost your way. And, you know, like, it's almost, and, you know, I don't know, Kim, but, you know, you're acting racist. Um, I don't, you know. If you're not racist, you damn sure acting like you're it. You're definitely ignorant. <laughs> and I know a lot of racists are ignorant. So you're already falling in line. 
with just, all everything that I noticed about racism. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, you definitely don't care about the people that you know feel like are not going to be like affected that either look like you, voted for you, you know, directly tied to you. Like, I'm not here for that shit. And I think it's foul. And you know, people, if you're listening, please, if you can't stay in the house, if you cannot stay in the house. Uh, DM me. Let me know what's going on with you. Let's see what we can do because it takes a village. Yeah. Because this shit is it's foul. I it's, don't like it. I mean, it's just so crazy, man, because like um, you see what they're doing with the like the coronavirus things like around the world. Um, for example, just in Canada, our neighbors up, you know, to the north, mm-hmm. they have um, uh, I'm not sure if we talked about this before, but they're paying out the, the checks like monthly mm-hmm. to to like their citizens that, you know, are even like that are like to students also. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, um, Donald Trump is trying to figure a way to end immigration yep. um, and close all the doors. Yep. Um, and just like, it's, it's just such a, a, a crazy time that you, I'm, we're just seeing so many different patterns of mm-hmm. all this stuff being handled it's, poorly. It's kind of ironic. I love how like Donald Trump is like, you know, China this and bad, China's bad and da da da, da. But you know, a lot of the policies that he's instituting are very Chinese. Yeah. Because China's a communist country. They're a closed door. Mm-hmm. They've closed their policy. Mm-hmm. And for, uh, you know, America to be like, you know, we're a democracy, anti-communism, as in this, you acting real, you know, communist. Acting like communist. So, bro. you know, I just, you know, it's it, interesting. It's a wild time, man. Um, a lot of inconsistencies. That's one of the reasons I'm enjoying the West Wing so much. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh man, this is what you're supposed to do. <laughs> Facts. This is, you're supposed to like, you know, make good decisions, mm-hmm. involve people. Uh, it's, uh, such a great show. It's refreshing. Yeah. Um, what else we got going on? Um, last, last in Corona Chronicles. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Las Vegas, Nevada. What's going on in the mayor, city? The mayor of Las Vegas. What'd she do? Uh, you know, she was on TV talking about, you know, the pandemic. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Vegas is a huge tourist city. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was basically saying she's going to be opening up um, the city back up. And... Feel free for all the scientists to allow Las Vegas and the citizens to be kind of a um, like the test subject to see uh, how many people can die as quickly as possible, basically. Now, I know y'all do a lot of drinking and partying and all kinds of stuff in Vegas, but were y'all drunk when y'all elected her into office? Like, mm-hmm. what is going on? Yeah. The, the, you know what has killed me? Donald Trump has created this, like, new president where you can just be blatantly, like, foul and crazy out loud and there are no repercussions mm-hmm. there was a time where like if you would say this shit they would be like okay you're clearly unfit to serve please step down that's crazy yeah she was basically saying what she said like in direct quotes i offered for the city to be a control group and was told that by the statistician that they can't do that because you know a lot of people um migrate into Vegas right, right, right. to work you know etc she was like oh man that's too bad because I know you. You know you have a placebo that gets the water and the sugar, and then you get those and actually get the shot. Wow! Yeah, she she she, she offered them as tribute. Yeah, in the Hunger Games, <laughs> she was exactly. like, "We volunteer as tribute." Let me tell you, uh, those of you that uh, have plans to visit uh, Vegas in the future when all this calms down, I would reconsider that. Yeah, y'all got to start paying attention to how these cities and corporations are treating people and stop supporting that shit. It's yeah. foul. It's, it's some wild it's shit. Foul. Out there. It's some wild shit. Sheesh. Well, uh, yeah, that, that 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 was Corona Chronicles. That was Corona Chronicles. We made it out of that alive. I'm so happy. <laughs> it's wild in these streets. That's why we condense all the coronavirus stuff to just that little section. Because you, you, know? you just got to say it and get out of it. Yeah, because uh, otherwise, 
I'm, we might not make it, bro. Let me tell you, if the coronavirus is watching the news, she's like, they wilder than me. <laughs> I ain't even did that much. What the fuck is going on? I ain't even did nothing yet. Look, she's about to be like, I'm going to go, because y'all wilding. <laughs> <laughs> What's next? Uh, well, you know, it was a great show. Um, and, you know, we said the things. We said our pieces. We said our wars. Um, I don't really... Oh, make sure you check us out at... Yes. Uh, check out our Instagram page at uh, The Audacity, Jamie and Warren. J-M-E. Jamie. And uh, where th- can they reach you? Uh, you can reach me at Warren's World 18 mm. on uh, Twitter and IG. Yep, yep, yep. Um, also check out our YouTube page, uh, The Audacity Exclamation Point Podcast. Uh, we have some uh, media there for you guys to see. Um, where they can they find you? Oh, uh, at, at Shut Up Jamie for now. Okay. Yeah. Shut Up Jamie. Shut Up Jamie. And uh, yeah. Uh, space, th- space, 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 space. Thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast. Absolutely. Um, thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate you. You all take care of yourselves we're, out here. We're still like trying to uh, think of you know something to call our supporters. I have a couple ideas that I'm going to run by you after this. Okay. You know, don't want to spoil it. I don't want to give it away. Okay. Um, so yeah. All right, and I don't know. I think there, I feel like there should be something. We should say something else. What, we shouldn't what, just say. We shouldn't just go out. And what is your spirit telling you? <sighs> White shit. I'm glad your spirit got it together. I think, so. I think that's a good idea. I, I was gonna let it end. I was, like, I was like, y'all. I know y'all listening. Like, damn, war not? No, I'm done. I was you just gonna let it ride. That's all it is. <laughs> Rhodesia for two. <laughs> uh, so white shit is a. Segment that we have every episode in which we talk about, you know, just random things that, uh, random white shit that yes. white people do, right? I, our reactions to white shit. Because I want to say this. Someone DM me and they was like, why? Why you got to be talking about white shit? Let me tell you, let me tell you why, okay? Because we live every day having to hear about all the shit y'all think about us, want to say about us, true, false, negative, etc., etc. This is a response to shit that y'all do mm-hmm. to us. On a regular. We don't be looking for it. You bring it to the table and mm-hmm. we going to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, just our observations. Yeah, so what's going on in white shit today? So we talked about uh, Governor Kemp's yes. situations. Mm-hmm. Um, Mayor of Atlanta. What's going on with Keisha? Keisha Landsbottoms. What's up, Key? The mayoress. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she has announced that Atlanta will not be opening. Period. And um, has been consistent with you know the guidelines of the World Health mm-hmm. World Health CDC. Organization, mm-hmm. CDC, etc. Um, and. She received a uh, a text from an anonymous number, basically saying, um, "Hey, just uh, what? Do you remember the details of it?" Yeah, they were like, um, sh- "Just shut up, nigger, and open the city." Yeah, was it was it the N word? Yeah, they definitely used the N word. So the N word was used. Yeah, it Man, was. They still love this N word. They really want to use that N word. It was so foul. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I look. Look, guys. I don't know how else to say it. Um. If you. Mm-hmm. Are a racist? I feel bad for you because you're never gonna see the beauty that color brings. All you, I don't see color niggas. Fuck y'all too, because color matters, representation matters. And um, she's just trying to keep your ignorant ass safe. If you want to go outside, go outside for a haircut, bro. I don't give a fuck what you want to go for bowling. Y'all, you want to go bowling? You want to go to the gym? Please go. And when you can't breathe, you also won't be able to text. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's it's so unfortunate, man, because. One, like, um, Mayor Lance Bottoms' uh, daughter, like, um, she said she saw it, you know, while she was, like, mm-hmm. looking over her shoulder. Mm-hmm. And, like, so that is just exactly how that kind of trauma just gets passed down, you know. Facts. Um, to where, you know, it's, it's, it, it's, it's so unfortunate just, like, 
the effect of that kind of stuff and you know how it reverberate, reverberates mm-hmm. out because now like all other black people are also reminded about how there are some nasty you know non-black people that that are out there yes okay so i just pulled up the tweet because i wanted to say it correctly so it came from reopen at georgia.gov the message was nigger comma just shut up and reopen atlanta yeah yeah foul you foul and uh karma yeah yeah remember that yep 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 um with that being said we're going to our last segment of the day and that is the Let It Burn segment of the day. Let it burn, let it burn. Where's my, where's my, could you tell them what uh, the Let It Burn segment is for? Yes, Let It Burn is a time where you can release something that you have been holding on to, something that's been bothering you, something that you just want to set ablaze. Um, so yeah, that's Let It Burn. Okay. Uh, you have any idea what you're letting burn yet? Yes. I definitely know what I'm letting burn this week. So this is what I'm letting burn. Um, bored emails. If you are bored... <laughs> If we work together and you don't have nothing to do, you bored, do not email me. Hey, how are you? Hey, what's going on? Hey, this this work from home stuff's crazy. Hey, I don't I don't know what's going on. Hey, 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 I don't give a fuck. Okay. I don't give a fuck. Okay. Especially, especially if you're somebody that I don't talk to even when we in person at work. Leave me alone. We are this quarantine, this pandemic has not changed my feelings about you. It has not made me want to be closer. It, I don't care. Okay? okay. If you're bored, you need to go find an OnlyFans like me. Okay. <laughs> what about you? What you letting burn? Um, let me see. I believe that I am letting burn um, French Montana. Oh. So, uh, I don't know if you heard about this, but this is uh, some of our last pop news of the day. Okay. French Montana. You know, we've had this, this Instagram, you know, battles, you know, Teddy Riley versus... Um, Babyface. Babyface. Legendary. Babyface definitely won, by the way. Oh, he killed it. Teddy Riley never had a chance. But anyway. Love you, Teddy. uh, French Montana mentioned that he could go toe-to-toe with Kendrick Lamar because of uh, hits. You know, he was like... Kendrick Lamar Jenkins? (laughs) Yes. Kendrick Lamar who? Kendrick James Lamar. He he can't mean (laughs) Pulitzer Prize winning rapper extraordinaire. Thank you. Hello. Uh, French, French Montana? French Montana. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you can imagine. You can imagine uh, my appointment. He never been in the house too long. <laughs> he, that boy born in the house, sitting in the house, <laughs> bored, nigga. <laughs> I want to see it. So uh, set uh, it up. Kendrick Lamar does not have time for this shit. He has an album to put out. Does he? Uh, yes, he does. <laughs> you goddamn right, he does. I was thinking about it yesterday. There's so much stuff that has happened since Kendrick Lamar last put out the album. Actual Kobe Nipsey. Uh, he had a whole child, by the way. Yep. Uh, the pandemic. We ain't heard from Kendrick in years. Yes. I have no idea what that guy was on his mind. If, if you know where Kendrick is, please just let us know that he okay. Even if you don't, tell him to put out the album <laughs> so that we can have something to do during this time of uh, social distancing, etc. Factual. Uh, and that's what I'm letting burn. Yeah, oh, yeah definitely. French Montana, you've lost your mind. I can't think Come on, hits. I don't know one of his songs. He even said, I don't mean albums so you know your shit trash. Is what you said. Right. I ain't talking about, I'm talking about hits. So why are we having this conversation, bro? I'm really sitting here trying to think of a French Montana song. Hmm. Um, yeah, well. Well. Maybe in the future. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, and what, what was your... And finally, we got Let It Burn. For, uh, what's the, uh, what was the, I don't know what the last Oh, yeah. Is. Uh, the... We the got first. Let It Burn for the podcast. Oh, okay. All right. You know what? We should let it burn for the podcast. Because this podcast is lit. This podcast is lit AF.
Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of The Audacity. We really appreciate your support. We love you. Mm -hmm. We can't wait to see you when the pandemic is over. Most definitely. It's going to be a great time. And uh, we're going to make it through this. And we're going to have so many great things that's going to come out of this um, situation. And guys, until the future. Bye.